rich in, in knowledge and understanding of how to live our life. And so wisdom for today, we find it in the book of Proverbs. And so this series will start tonight. Uh, we'll try to get through this. Uh, we'll see how long it takes. We might take two chapters at a time. Um, but it's a great study. There's so much stuff here. I try to read a one chapter at least every day of the book of Proverbs. And I can't tell you enough that every time I do this, when I go on this steady consistency, the God gives me wisdom. I, it's, it's a matter of faith, I believe, obviously. But the other aspect of it is that God gives the wisdom that's necessary every day. And the book of Proverbs has so much wisdom. And God will honor what you try to do in, for him. And also note that uh, James even said in the book of James that if you ask for God for wisdom, he gives it liberally. I mean, it is something he freely gives to humanity if we ask him. And so when you look at the book of Proverbs, it, it definitely reads differently than the other books, hence why it's built, it's broken down into the poetry section or uh, it could be bro broken down into the uh, you know, uh, knowledge section. But uh, you look at, I heard a great preacher tell me just recently that the book of Psalms, I never saw it this way, I understood what he was saying and I've always seen the way he, he said it, but his, his concepts made so much more sense to me when he said that Psalms is the vertical relationship with God. I've always seen the book of Psalms as you just, I, I've always taught it to us that when you read Psalms, it is, it is literally you're talking to God. You want to know how to talk to God? Read the book of Psalms. Because you'll find David or other psalmists, they're, they're honest before God. They tell him uh, that he's left them and where are you and what's going on. But at the end, they always come back and say, but God, even though I'm having these struggles, I know you're on the throne. I know you're in control. I know you truly are for me. I know my enemies will be scattered. You know, that is what David does. It's our vertical relationship with God. But the book of Proverbs is horizontal. It's our relationship with life. It's how to move through life. It's how to talk with people. It's how to work with people. Uh, the, there, there's Proverbs in here where, you know, such things such as where it says, um, raise up a child in the way he shall go. Well, many have said, well, I've raised up my child. They didn't go that way. Well, that doesn't mean that the book of Proverbs is wrong. It means that if you do and you apply wisdom in most cases with humanity, it's going to work out. But we got to remember one thing. Just because something's written in here, if you train a child in this way, then the way they're going to go. And if a child always goes that way 100% of the time, then guess what? That child has no choice. Because God has literally programmed something that if you do just this thing, then they're programmed to do it a certain way. And they never have choice to do it any way different. That's the bottom line. The book of Proverbs teaches us how to interact with people and connect with people and how to work with people. And we're going to talk a lot about in the next few weeks about how to use the book of Proverbs as a way to reach people and to reach others. How, how, to, how to talk to your coworker, how to talk to your boss, how to have a relationship with your spouse, your children, um, others around you, your neighborhood, your community. The book of Proverbs teaches those things. And if we apply them, in most cases, you're going to find it actually works out in your favor. So, I digress. Let's go ahead and dive into this. So we're not going to do a verse by verse, because that's the thing with the book of Proverbs. Uh, the first nine chapters of Proverbs really is about why we want to, to, to seek after wisdom. Why seek after Proverbs? Why look into these things? It's more of the motivation towards it. Uh, chapters 10 to 21, a little bit into 22 you find it's actually literally the Proverbs. So it's like 300 and something odd Proverbs that are actually found in the book of Proverbs. Uh, sorry, I don't have that number here, but it's 300 and something. Um, 52 comes to my mind, but I'm, I'm 
thinking of, I think I'm thinking of the calendar year of 352, 365. So maybe it is 352. That would make sense. Um, 352 or somewhere around there, but there's a lot of Proverbs in here. And these are just like the Proverbs you catch, you see pencil on, or pen, uh, penciled on, on pillows and uh, people have signs of them and even secular people use them. I remember going to school and there was a guy that wrote a book, said, get off your butt and work. And it's a business book, but he used Proverbs in a lot of time in, in the Bible or in that book to, to prove a lot of his cases. Because the book of Proverbs is wisdom for life. And then finally, verse or chapters 22 all the way to 31, um, you'll find different writers, uh, different people. And then you get to the lady wisdom in chapter 31. So. When we break this down, we're going to really just read quite a few scriptures. And then when we read these scriptures, we'll stop and kind of touch on some of them uh, as we go because they're grouped into categories. And you find in verses one through six of Proverbs one within this, it's really the reason for Proverbs. Um, it's reason. Why should we seek it? Why do we want it? Why? Why seek after wisdom? Why seek after these Proverbs? So let's go ahead. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Uh, we'll be following along on the screen from the uh, King James Version. And so whatever version you have, I typically like to read Proverbs in other versions. It really helps get some really good understanding and insight to it. Uh, but verse 1 says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel. Hence, this is how we know who wrote the book of Proverbs, at least most of the Proverbs in um, the book of Proverbs. Verse 2 to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. Verse 3, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and iniquity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb, an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. So you see verse 2 says to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding. When we receive wisdom, to know wisdom and instruction, you're going to receive understanding. Right? You're, you receive understanding. There's why there's some great teachers out there. They have a way to espouse their wisdom, stories, life experience, and then instruction, how you do these things, and invent and and, and, and in uh, the context, it, and then it gives us understanding of how to do these things. So that's what wisdom does. We need wisdom. We need experience. We need instruction. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we did not go with <laughs> not what it is at all. I just, my throat is dry. It's that season right now. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. These are things that we receive with wisdom. Uh, to give prudence to the simple. Now what you'll see in, the, in, in, in all of Proverbs is this word simple and simplicity. And you see it in a negative context. So understand something. That um, it's not the simple that we're, we see today. So for example, I've, I've, there's books I've, I've read called Simple, Simple Church, Simplify Your Life. Uh, that it has is a, that's a different meaning when we say simple or simplify. I'm one that has to keep things simple because I can make them too complex. But that's not what this is talking about. Simple in the book of Proverbs is typically speaking of inexperience, uh, naive, 
is you don't know enough. You're ignorant. You don't understand. Or uh, some commentators have even gone as far as to say it's actually motivation is the issue there. Uh, and so simplicity is very much the same thing. It's, it's lack of motivation. Simple-minded, you're a very uh, unmotivated individual, unmotivated mind. So you'll find this constantly throughout the book of Proverbs. Um, so simple literally means inexperience. So therefore, the, the reason for wisdom, the reason for instruction, the reason for Proverbs is to help those that, are, <coughs> that don't know enough to learn more. It's instruction from a father to a son. Um, uh, there, there some have actually said that the book of Proverbs was used to teach leadership um, in, in the Jewish uh, culture. They literally used it to teach leadership principles, teach how to be a leader and how to, how to, how to be an instructor. And so um, it makes sense that this is usually a father to a child or uh, uh, in, their, in their case, a rabbi to a student. And, and so the book of Proverbs, the reason we want wisdom is it helps us understand things. I don't know about you, but I don't like always doing things that I don't understand and I don't know. Um, it is not something that we need to hang up our cards on. Well, like, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a self-made man. I, I did all these things on my own. Well, that's not always something to brag about. Because what that actually means is there was not somebody alongside you showing you or you ignored other people and you did it yourself and you really don't know if it's done right. So wisdom teaches us how to do these things. When we seek the wisdom of God, we seek the wisdom um, that he has in his word, then it helps us understand and become more experienced. And that's why I like the part where it talks about instruction and understanding. Because wisdom, again, is life experience. It's, it's knowledge. And then instruction is this is the how-to. And so when you get the wisdom knowledge and then you get experience, you get also um, – and then you get the instruction of how-to. And you grip these two together, you get understanding. You get revelation. That's the reason for reading this and wanting to digest it. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Therefore, even people with understanding, means they've received wisdom and instruction, they still seek counsel in their life. You can never get to a place where you do not need counsel. We always need counsel in our life. We always need someone to help us to understand things. And so there's nobody that's beyond counsel. Even counselors in my own life, mentors, they have mentors. They have someone they go to. There's people they bounce their ideas off of. And so it's extremely important that you find that. In verse 6, to understand a proverb and enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. That's the purpose of wisdom. Now, verses 7 through 9 is like this. Verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. This right here is, it's a catch 21. So the fear of the Lord is knowledge, is the beginning of knowledge. So when we fear God, that doesn't mean we're scared of God. It means when we respect God, when we know that God sits on the throne, we know that God has all knowledge. We know that God is everywhere. We know that God is, is all powerful. When we know these things, that means we respect him and we have fear of him knowing that he knows all these things and I need to go to him. It is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You're not going to receive these things if you reject it, if you push it away. But the beginning of knowledge is first having a healthy fear of God and knowing that God is in control. So, um, my son, hear the instruction, or, or uh, verse 8, he, hear the instruction of your father. 
And do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. And so this right here is telling us, consider why wisdom and what happens if we lack it. So if we don't have wisdom, then we're going to um, forsake the law of our mother. Then um, for they will be a graceful ornament on your neck and chains about your neck. My son, verse, verse 10, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like shalom and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious uh, possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. For their feet run to evil, and they will make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. And so are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of all its owners. In other words, when you look at verses 7 through 9, if you shun counsel, if you shun wisdom, then you will be enticed. Sinners will come to you. People will try to trick you. People will try to deceive you. And when you, if you do forsake this, you, you, you do not want to do that. So in other words, you need to shun that counsel. You need to say no to that. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to follow that. If, if someone's saying, let's go do this, or let's go commit this sin, or let's go talk about this person, or let's go do these things, this is the key. This is okay. When we talk about the workplace, we want to talk about wisdom of apply for today. You're in the workplace, and brother, or, or um, um, your co-worker so-and-so start talking bad about someone else. Don't get in that conversation. Shun that wisdom. Oh, that person doesn't like you. Or, or someone's trying to talk about you. Man, you're, the boss doesn't like you. The boss is mad at you. The boss is this. And then you, you start listening to that. And then you start you starts allowing your feelings to change and your emotions to change. Well, I'll tell you what right now. Wisdom says do not do that. Shun that. Turn away from that counsel and find godly counsel. Find good counsel to help you through this problem. Look at prayer. Prayer is a great place. Look at the word of God. It's another great place to go for God to give us what we need in understanding. And so it's imperative. It's important to understand these things and, and to work through these things. Um, um, but so I, I just thought maybe I wasn't on. For some reason, it's kind of bummer when I don't have anybody here to show me that if I, you know, you can hear me. But I think I'm good to go. Uh, but nonetheless, so looking at this again, shun evil counsel. Just be careful. Caution yourself against bad company. Be a good Christian. Be a good follower of God. Be a godly person and talk positive about others. Get out of conversations that you shouldn't be in. Get out of circumstances. Teach our children. I try to teach our kids all the time. When you see these things that are happening, you see someone talking like this or doing this, you get out of there. Get out of there. Shun that stuff. Oh, you know, that's what happened with, I was just reading my Bible reading uh, to, or the last couple days and read about Jeroboam and Rehoboam. Rehoboam, that was his problem. Rehoboam, he was a king after Solomon. He listened to the young men and not the older men. 
And because of that, he lost his entire kingdom besides Judah. That was the only part of Israel that he kept. He lost everything else because he shunned wise counsel. He took on evil counsel that messed everything up for him. So wisdom tells us how to, how to ignore counsel. Wisdom tells us what's the right counsel to listen to and adhere to. Verse 20. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. Wisdom is available to everyone. Wisdom is not only meant for those that have a lot of money. Wisdom is not only meant for those that have no money. Wisdom is not only meant for those that have a great education. Wisdom is not meant for those that have a poor education. Wisdom is available to everyone. Wisdom is an equal opportunity employer. <laughs> equal opportunity opportunity. It gives all, everyone has the opportunity to attain wisdom. I don't ever, ever forget the story of a, uh, this guy was a great speaker. He had done uh, commencements for certain graduations and uh, he was all over Facebook. I forget the guy's name. He's, he was a black guy, a little bit shorter, stocky. Uh, you might have, he was a funny guy. You might have seen it. It was all over Facebook for quite some time. And it's come back and forth. It always shows up in my memories. But he talked about his father. And his father was a third grade dropout. And you would think, oh man, that guy's going to be, no, he's not smart. No, he, he dropped out to, to work. He dropped out because of the life or the time he was living. It was a very poor time and very tough time. So he had to work. He didn't have time for education, at least the school system. So what he did is he took books himself and he studied and he read, he read philosophy. He read, he read books after books after books. And the dude was full of knowledge and wisdom. He literally said, he would tell his wife, he'd say, she'd say, honey, why do you get up at 3.30 in the morning? He says, so my kids will catch me doing something excellent. He, he was just a man full of wisdom. And, and, and it was because, it wasn't because he went to school. It wasn't because of the color of his skin. It's because he had a desire for it. It called out to him and he took a hold of it. That's what these verses are saying. It's available to us. Wisdom cries out loud. Wisdom calls out loud. Verse 22. How long, you simple ones, again, talk about inexperience, will you love simplicity, things that have no value, things that, that bring you no good result? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. So it's the uncommitted. It's those that have no desire. Those that are uncommitted and have no desire, this is the fault of them. This is what happens to them. They, they, they delight in their, they delight in doing silly things. That's why sometimes you look at society and you go, why would somebody do that? It's because they don't want the wisdom. They don't want the understanding. I'm getting ahead of myself. Verse 23 uh, through 25 says, turn <clears throat> at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you and I will make my words known to you. Again, this is wisdom speaking, which is in other words of God. Because I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded because you disdained all my counsel and would, have, and would have none of my rebuke. Listen, I'll tell you right now. Some of the best things you can have in your life when it comes to counsel is rebuke. I'm not talking about someone that says you're stupid, you're worthless, you're ridiculous, get out of my office. You don't know what you're doing. No, it's someone that will tell you you're doing wrong. It's someone that will say, you, this, you, want, you want advice to your problem? Stop doing this. Stop being immature or stop being this or stop 
You just call it out. It's, it's, it's rebuke, but it's rebuke is the wise thing. It says that it's, it's better for a friend to rebuke than, than to receive kisses from the enemy. Another proverb in the, in, in the book of Proverbs. Because it's so true that, when, that if, if you do not handle rebuke, you're going to have a tough time. So that's what this is saying. You re, you're rejecting rebuke. You can't handle it. You can't, you can't concept it because you don't seek wisdom. You don't desire it. Confirming those who are not uh, committed to knowing more. Those that are not committed to knowing more, according to verses 20 and 21, don't want that wisdom. This is what's the result of that. This is what happens. You reject things and you don't desire them. Even though it's available to you, you turn it away. Verses 26 through 27. We're not going to be able to get through tonight. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when you tear when 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 your terror comes. Verse twenty seven. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish comes upon you. When you turn from wisdom, it will laugh at you. When you go through something and you wish you would have knew it beforehand. You ever jumped into something really quick, or you know what? I don't need to know all that. I don't. I don't need to read the instructions. I don't need that stuff. And then you get to the end. I know I've been there. I'm working on something, trying to make it. I'm like, oh, this is simple. I can do it. And next thing you know, three hours later, I'm like, I wish I just would have read the instructions. That's wisdom. If we turn wisdom away, it laughs at us later on. It literally tells us, ah, if you just would have listened to me before, you wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, you know, and I, I get it. We don't, I don't agree. Never, we should never tell our kids, I told you so. It, it, uh, that's never a profitable uh, concept. But wisdom tells us that. Wisdom says, I told you so. If you would have sought me and would have seeked me and not ran past me and ignored me and thought, oh, I don't need to know all that stuff. Oh, that's not that important. That's the uncommitted. When you're uncommitted, when you, don't, when you, when you think you can just fly by the seat of your pants and you don't need to, to, to study and know things and learn and grow and get counsel and wisdom and understanding and plan. The Bible says, Jesus said, a man that plans, he, if you don't plan with the blueprint, what you're building is not going to work out. A wise man builds, a wise man plans, a wise man gathers. King David, when he, uh, when he prepared for Solomon, he, didn't, he obviously, God didn't allow him to build the temple, but, but God allowed him to prepare for the temple. So David got the plan set out. David got all the materials set out. He was ready to go. Solomon literally showed up on the, on the scene as the most, as the most uh, uh, in blessed, inherited carpenter or architect you could ever know. He just shows up and boom, he has all the plans right there in front of him. And he just sets it up. And he adds some other stuff as well. But the point is, is that the plans, planning ahead is planning the plan. Um, it, that's what wisdom is. And if you lack it and you don't desire it, then it's going to laugh at you later on. Verse 28 through 33 to finish up chapter 1. And I think we'll ask we'll finish tonight. Um, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They did not choose the fear of the Lord. Verse 30. They, um, they would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. 
But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. In other words, they cry for wisdom now, but will not find it because the fear of God is not their friend. They're not crying out for wisdom because they want wisdom because they fear God and they're sorrowful. No, they want wisdom because they find out the things in their life. It's like people say, well, if you... If, you know, you're taking the political statute, you, you put something, you, uh, you create a law. Some people say, I've heard this before, well, let's, let's not um, create a law that we don't think we can uphold. Basically meaning, don't create a law that you're not able to uh, enforce. Therefore, it's the same concept here. Uh, you know, some people are like, well, I'm just going to create it because I just, I, it's just going to happen. We'll be fine. And then it comes to the enforcement time. And you're like, well, I, we can't enforce it like this anymore. Now what do we do? And you get angry and mad and you go seek it to try to find out how to get around it. And you can't because it's a law. You literally have to get some, like a judge to take care of it, um, to, to remove it or whatever, you know, depending on where this was created. I'm just pointing out that there's things that we do in life and we go through it. If we deny wisdom and we don't have the fear of the Lord and don't have fear that God and the respect that God knows all things, then, then when we seek after wisdom, we're not going to find it the same way. It's going to frustrate us. You rebuked wisdom so long or truth that now this is what you get. You've made your bed now lie in it. Um, this, is the, this is a concept I know some people say, well, that's not merciful God. Well, God, this, God's merciful, but he's, this is his consistency throughout the scriptures. He, he, uh, when the Israelites chose they wanted a king, God said, fine, you can have a king. I, I, you know, he told Samuel, they were, they're rebuking me, not you. You know, the same thing with the spies when they spied out the land. They spied out and they came back with an evil report. Well, when they realized what they did and how they turned from God and God's judgment was already on them saying, you're not going to see the, the promised land. They're like, okay, wait, 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 we'll do it now. Uh, and God said, no, I will not be with you. And they went out there and they got destroyed. In other words, you sought this before and now you've turned away from it. And now you're going you're gonna to lay in the bed that you made. That's just what happens. That's what, that's what when we reject wisdom does. And I think I'm going to get through this. I, I know I can at least let's just start chapter one um, or chapter two. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. Um, <clears throat> in other words, seek it, seek wisdom and it will seek you and literally consume you. It, it will it will take over you. You will you will not you will want it um, because it's it's a part of who you are. You'll desire it. You'll treasure it. It's it's everything to you. It literally wisdom calls out to you. Wisdom says I'm here. Wisdom. Um, if you seek wisdom, in other words, you seek wisdom. Wisdom will seek you, and, and they'll consume you. I honestly. The more, like I've said, I've been reading Proverbs at least one every day. And the more I've done this, the more I want to know God. The more I want to understand his word. The more I want to consume this word. The more I, I want to read a book 
or I have the, the paper form versus read it in here, which I know I do, and I I understand. There's times where it just it's it's more convenient, but this there's just something about it that I just want to know it, and it just consumes me now. It cries out to me, know me more, and I believe that's the relationship we have with God. And I'll tell you what, right now, to reach our lost and dying world, when they see people that love the Word of God and they're consumed by God, it will eventually consume them because they will say, I want that. I remember when I worked at Wells Fargo, there's a sweet black lady. She used to come to our church. She, she used to always just come in. She was always happy. I mean happy. That woman was in the word of God. She was in prayer. And she just always come, oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. And she'd walk right in Wells Fargo Bank, be lines all to the door. There's at least 50 people in the bank. And she will just say it out loud. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise Jesus. It's nice to see you. And she'd greet everybody. And not a single person I ever saw. And I'm sure there were some. But nobody I ever saw. Um, ever looked and scolded her and said, oh my gosh, what, what kind of woman? No, instead, what I would hear from the tellers at that bank when I worked there, they'd all say, oh, I love sister. I love that woman. I love her. She's so amazing. She's so awesome. She's so sweet. It's because she was consumed by God. She was consumed by wisdom. She was consumed to know, and that was attractable to others. When we want the word of God, when we want to know God, we want to know his wisdom, I'm telling you, there's, wisdom is going to cry back out to you that it's not, you're not going to be, consi- or you're not going to be a, a content. You're going to want to know it. You're going to want to grow in it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Verse 4, if you seek me, seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. In other words, you, re- you will. Re- this is your reward. This is the result of your seeking. This is what you're going you're gonna to get. God's going to give you wisdom. Um, from his mouth, come knowledge and understanding. He will store up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield of those. You will receive a shield from God because you are, you are seeking after his wisdom. You're going to know. You're going to understand things. Listen, that's how we know how to fight the enemy. When we have more knowledge and understanding, then we can fight the enemy. We can turn against the enemy and say, no, enemy, you do not have your right here. No, what you're telling me is not right. You are, un- you are evil counsel. I know that wise counsel. Oh, that wise counsel that's in here. That wise counsel that's in the word of God. That counsel is telling me that you're a liar, devil, and you are underneath my feet. I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to know you. I don't even have to acknowledge you. I will rebuke you in Jesus' name. That's what wisdom does. It becomes a shield. The Bible says that the shield of faith, it, 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 um, Paul said is it, uh, it, uh, it, it, the, the fiery darts of the enemy, it will uh, ricochet off of it. It won't go in you. And so you find that that's what the word of God, that's what wisdom does for us. It, it becomes a shield. It guards the path of justice. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. You will understand righteousness and justice. Listen, we live in a day and age. For some reason, the church has gone to a place where it's all about, oh, you're just oh self-righteous. And righteous, righteous is becoming a negative word. And just because some Pharisees had it incorrect doesn't mean that righteousness is still not what we want. Jesus says, they that seek after righteousness will be filled. Because righteousness is something that's in the word of God. Righteousness is something, not something I am. Righteousness is something I get from God. God gives his righteousness unto me. And the more I seek after it, the more righteousness I get in my life, the more I know, you know what? I don't like to do that. Nope, I don't want to see that thing. Nope, I don't want to go to that place. No, you know what? I can see evil in that situation. And I need to help that person because that thing's not going to help them. It's not judging. It's knowing the differences. 
man, it's like I got the house full of people and I'm just preaching. Guards the path, equity on every good path. And I think I got to finish up right here. I don't think I can, I don't think I can go any farther. How long I've been going here? Looking at here, I can see the live feed, but I, I can't stop telling me the time. But, um, but nonetheless, I think we'll uh, wrap it up right now. Uh, I've been going for a good 35 minutes here. We're going to just stop right here. We'll read verses 10 and on later on. But, but I love wisdom. I love wisdom. We've got to love wisdom. We've got to cherish wisdom. We've got we to gotta love it. Basically, the rest of chapter 2, really, if we read it, we do, I, I probably actually won't even go through it any further. Um, this right here uh, is why we need to understand is that wisdom, the word of God, wisdom itself, the more we seek after wisdom, the more we seek after this, the, 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 there's, the, there's rewards that we'll receive. So I just challenge you, your homework assignment will be to read the rest of chapter 2. And you'll see there at the, that, that going forward, the rest of it throughout chapter 2, is the rewards you receive by seeking after wisdom and what God gives to us. I'm so thankful for a God that bestows wisdom to us. A God that allows us to be intellectual enough to, to, um, to, to understand the things that he's bestowed to man. And I'm just thankful for that. So why don't we just close in prayer. Jesus, we thank you for wisdom. We thank you for knowledge. And God, I pray, Lord, right now, God, that you just have your way, Lord. I pray, God, your will to be done in our lives. I pray, God, that you encourage us, Lord, that you uh, in, in, enlighten us, God, with your word, that you help us, God, to, to receive wise counsel, to receive knowledge, to receive understanding. Help us to know you more. And help us to be hungry for this word. Help us to, to crave the word. I pray there's some people, Lord, today that they start their own challenge. I pray that we challenge ourselves to read one book of Pro one chapter of Proverbs every single day. And, and challenge ourselves to see what's the difference in our life that we see. And I pray this, God. I pray upon everyone again that's, that is in need of healing. And I pray that you encourage them and bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, God bless every one of you. And I just pray that God just, that you're blessed and um, that you have a wonderful week and a wonderful rest of your night. And as of right now, Sunday service is still on. We'll let you know if something comes up, um, but we, we will be having Sunday service uh, uh, this Sunday. So God bless you. Have a wonderful week in Jesus name. Amen.